0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of behind the facade i am your host gavin j gallagher and on this podcast i explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market the key to success in this game is to master your mindset your behavior to take control of your thoughts your emotions and most importantly your ego so here we are on episode 61 of the show last week i was talking about our residential housing project and the book, The the One Thing, that I've been reading, which I thought was very good. And um, last week when I was talking about all this stuff, I mentioned how prices in our development were creeping up, and I thought that there was a risk of inflation. And following that episode, I got a message from one of our listeners, Matt, who I've mentioned before. Hey, Matt. And um, Matt asked if I would be able to go into that... um, into detail on inflation a little bit more and just outline my thoughts on the risks and so on. So, Matt, thank you for the suggestion. And in this episode, I'm gonna talk about inflation and why we need to watch this carefully and just my worries and concerns about it in general. Now, before I do, just gonna quickly mention that I'm gonna be doing a condensed version of this talk on inflation over on my YouTube channel. I'm gonna make a specific video on my Gavin J Gallagher YouTube channel so go over there and check it out I'll put a link in the description below if you want to check out the channel the video is not made yet but you'll be seeing it there fairly soon and by the time you're listening to this I expect I should have a video on that residential housing scheme that you guys can go and check out how it all looks and stuff so let's get into the show shall we we are going to be talking about inflation and um, most people have a pretty vague understanding of what inflation is, myself included. I've actually gone and done a bit of research today to do this talk because I just had, you know, the basic understanding of it like everyone else. But we talk about the consumer price index and whenever we're talking about the CPI, 2.3% or 2, 2%, 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is, that is effectively the inflation rate. And the rate of inflation, Means that prices are growing by you know one two three percent every year whatever it is so in the last couple of years uh, inflation has been pretty much non-existent I mean if you consider one or two percent to be inflation okay it exists but it's not really a major problem for us and uh, for many decades it has been like that we basically haven't had inflation in in in, in terms of kind of dangerous inflation for probably 40 years now so the last four decades have been pretty stable and so most people certainly under the age of 30 or even 40 won't really understand the negative side of inflation they won't have ever experienced it and so they really won't see this as a major concern but the way i'm going to just go back and explain the 1970s and 1980s when inflation was a problem and this will just give you some sort of historical context to understand why it's a problem so going back to the 80s or whatever in fact we we'll go back to the 70s and inflation at the time in the US market in the UK in Ireland and Ireland itself, stuff depended on various places but averaging 10% in, in the US uh, per year and some of the negative reasons uh, some of the negative consequences of a, of a fixed interest or inflation rate of about 10% per year is that just prices generally across the board, will continue to go up like that. So let's go back to the 70s. You actually had the oil crisis when um, there was an embargo on oil and all that kind of stuff. And if you go and check your history books, you'll read about that. But basically, oil prices surged. And if you went to the petrol pump, the price had gone up like three times or four times or whatever. And you had queues outside your local petrol station of people trying to get in to buy petrol uh, for their car. Because, literally the tanks were running dry people couldn't afford to buy it because the price jumped so much and so it caused a major panic in the economy in the markets and all that kind of stuff and it had these kind of long-term consequences now in addition to that prices had already been rising during the 60s because the US government was spending very heavily on the Vietnam war and this impacted the you know the presidential administration of several US presidents and it's funny to actually hear what this is, how serious this was at the time, like President Gerald Ford declared it to be public enemy number one. And then Jimmy Carter came along and he said it was the nation's most pressing domestic problem. Nowadays, we don't see inflation as a major problem. But back then, this was their most pressing domestic problem. So just shows you how sort of different things were then compared to now. And the problem with inflation is that it plays into the psychology, the public psychology and the market psychology. If you believe that inflation is going to be higher this year, then in anticipation of that, you will increase your prices because you don't want to be caught out, which of course goes on and impacts the inflation rate. So it does go up because your anticipation of it caused you to increase prices which led the inflation rate to increase. And that same psychology reverberates around the whole market. So if you, you know, if I rise my prices, then the person who's buying from me will be saying, oh, you know, Gavin's gonna be increasing his prices, so I better increase my prices. And that has the knock on impact on his suppliers and on his buyers and stuff like that. So it has this knock on impact that goes and hits everyone. And then when prices of everything are increasing, then when you're going to the shops to buy your groceries, suddenly everything is twice the price. Now, I have a funny memories of being a child. I can remember inflation for me was most noticeable in the cost of comic books. And I used to go down to the newsagent every Saturday morning with my pocket money and I would buy the Beano or 2000 AD, depending on what age I was. But I can remember the Beano cost about 8p when I was you know, first starting to buy it. And within a year or two, it was 13p for the same little comic book. And then a couple of years later, it was 20p. And I can remember this being kind of a bit of a shock because, hold on, it was, it was only 8p you know, two years ago. Now suddenly it's, you know, much higher. And this just, you know, for a little kid, it's just, you know, barely makes a difference um, because their pocket money is getting into it and I had less sweets to go and buy but for people who are running businesses this is serious because suddenly your your staff are all looking for pay increases and your staff are looking for pay increases because their mortgages are possibly going up the cost of housing is going up the cost of their groceries and their petrol and everything and it has this just general self-fulfilling prophecy and that's the problem is is it, it goes around and it reverberates and it causes other people to lift their prices so In the case of us buying materials for the site and stuff, um, I can see the prices have started to to rise. I can see the materials are more difficult to to get access to. I can see uh, block layers and brick layers are starting to ask for more than they were. So our budgets have been increased. And suddenly we're looking at, "Mm, we're going to have to probably increase our own sales price of the house in order to remain profitable or to come to or to take home the same amount that we initially estimated that we were going to take home And of course when you have investors investing in your project then you need to defend your profitability because you promise them a certain you know return on their investment and if all of these prices creep up and you don't adjust your prices well then you're going to be giving them less return than you promised so all of this stuff has an impact now to get the price under control to get inflation under control um, is a pretty dramatic thing and it's very very unpopular and what the US Federal Reserve did back in the 70s in the late 70s they had to get inflation under control and so how did they do that simple increase the interest rates to 20% now it worked because within a couple of years the the inflation rate had dropped back to just 3% but what did it do to the economy? It absolutely ravaged the economy. Immediately, as soon as that happened, the economy went into recession. Four million people lost their jobs. And so it was a very, very bitter pill to swallow. These guys, they did get their inflation down from 10, averaging 10 down to 3%, but it cost four million jobs. It, it created back-to-back recessions. And, you know, super unpopular. Jimmy Carter didn't stay long in the job. And it's, you know, this is the problem. And this is why most governments have been very, very careful about inflation ever since. Because the solution to fixing inflation is so popular, is so unpopular and so painful for the general public that it usually guarantees that you're going to lose the next election. And so that is one of the big risks. And even more serious now, this is uh, kind of slightly going off topic, but there's a thing called hyperinflation. And um, hyperinflation is when your inflation rate hits 50% a month. And this sounds like a kind of crazy level, but it has occurred multiple times before in the past. Now, it's kind of a historic thing, but if you go back and look at Germany after World War I, they had absolutely crazy... Uh, hyperinflation. Hungary in 1940s had the highest inflation ever recorded, still to this day. And I can remember when I was uh, just coming out of college, Zimbabwe was actually in the middle of a major inflation problem. And I can actually remember this because my father actually was doing business down there and actually got very sick and, and actually ended up dying because of his visit to Zimbabwe back in 1993. But I can remember in 2004, the inflation rate, the annual inflation rate in Zimbabwe was 624% a year. And so 50% increase in prices every single month. Now, that doesn't sound good, but wait until you hear two years later. In 2006, that had risen to 1,730% a year. So you're now looking at uh, basically, prices doubling every single week or every single two weeks, and by two thousand and eight, it had absolutely gone berserk and it was completely out of control. And this is the psychology side of it because everyone, because they expect increases, everyone increases, and the whole thing just goes out of control and it becomes kind of like a a, a you know a a negative cycle and uh, or a feedback loop, as you might call it. And so in 2008, the Zimbabwe inflation rate hit 231 million percent. And it meant that every 17 days, everything cost double what it did the 17 days before that. And so it just led to a total collapse of the economy there. And they ended up having to redo their their currency and they had to re-denominate it and everything. I mean, what it led to was buying a loaf of bread cost, you know, 20 million zimbabwe dollars and you had people needing wheelbarrows to bring cash to to the supermarket to buy groceries and you would buy a loaf of bread in the morning and the price of the bread was double by the afternoon and so obviously that's an extreme example but it just shows you the runaway inflation the damage that it does and the problem is is that if you're an economy and you're buying something like oil using u.s. dollars and you're in and your own currency has l- gone into this hyperinflation you can't afford to buy it because it costs you you know a billion a billion dollars to buy a, you know a, a gallon of of, of uh, petrol or something like that and so it's just it's it's total it's total chaos basically anyway look i've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent there what i'm getting back to the um, the current situation that we are in here in um Ireland, the UK, the US, wherever, wherever you're listening to this, is that we now have a situation where the world is recovering from a year of this, well, a little over a year of this pandemic. And governments have been spending like literally billions and trillions on fighting COVID and on the relief to kind of keep people from starving. You know, people have lost their jobs, furlough schemes, all of that kind of stuff. And so, literally trillions has been pumped into the economy, and so it's no surprise that inflation is starting to creep up. And um, as I mentioned, I'm seeing it in my housing project. The cost of steel has gone up. The cost of plastic, if it's either in short supply or the price has doubled, and so it's impacting everyone. And today, sure enough, I looked at the uh, newspaper headline and the here on the Times, the Irish Times that I buy here in Ireland, and it says the newspaper the front page headline is that the government have announced that the spending on COVID is to be reduced to avoid overheating the economy and then last week i saw a headline in the guardian newspaper saying that uk inflation is set to soar above four percent this year and sure enough i uh there's a couple of people that i follow on youtube who are talking about inflation in the us as well and so it has been noticed in the US, it's becoming a concern. Initially they said it was going to be you know, perfectly normal and now they're saying that it's actually more persistent than they initially thought. And you can just see how the psychology is creeping in and more and more people. And especially when you've got trillions being spent um, by the, the new Biden administration and all this stuff. So they're trying to kind of bo- you know, create this economic boom, but at the same time, you've got the risk of inflation and if inflation gets out of control, the only way they can counter it is by increasing interest rates, which will create the recession that they don't want to have. So, how can all of this impact us? Generally speaking, first of all, it's going to impact us as um, just it erodes the value of the money that's in our pockets, in our bank, and so our earning power goes down. It means that your, you know, your shopping and your petrol and all that kind of stuff, everything is basically getting more expensive as the year goes ahead and you know we all none of us can really you know are going to be that are really going to notice four percent five percent here and there but the problem is is that you take that over number of years and what it does is actually erodes your pension and so if you have any kind of pension or savings or if you're saving up your money that is being eroded as well and so the value of that is coming down and so basically the cost of everything is being eroded away now there is a Positive side to that, um, insofar as we are, most of the listeners on this podcast are property investors, and on the positive side, anyone who has a mortgage is going to be a winner because in times of inflation, the value of your loan is being eroded as well. So, in 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 real terms, in terms of the amount of money that you're earning uh, during inflation, usually you're you're, you're increasing uh, your wages and stuff like that. So. The real value of your mortgage is falling, and so that is why when I speak to you know my parents and various different people, you're going to hear them saying like when they took out a mortgage forty years ago, it cost them just you know twenty five thousand or thirty thousand or whatever it was. Compare that to nowadays when it's perfectly normal to go out and borrow two three four hundred thousand mortgage on your property and so that is what the inflation rate has kind of gone and done. Over the last 20, 30, 40 years, it's just it's meant that um, mortgages have fallen in value, have increased in value as a result of it, but then property prices have gone up. So there's a good side to it as a property investor, isn't that right? But that's where I have to kind of say you have to be careful about this because yes, if you want to um, grow in a inflation in inflationary area or era you've got to invest in the stock market and you've got to invest in real estate because all of those are going to rise. They rise as a consequence of inflation and so it's a good place to put your money. And um, the the problem though is that as this inflation situation kind of kicks in and as people are still very sensitive to the fact that we've come out of COVID and all this kind of stuff, I actually see there being a bit of a price surge and the government may be wanting to rein that in a little bit. And so, if you're going to start having that whole psychology thing where people are increasing costs, you know, restaurants are, you know, prices in restaurants are going to go up, everything is going to start going up. And that's going to force the government to start panicking about the possible risk of this overheating economy. And how are they going to counteract that? Well, interest rates is the way that they counteract that. So, us as property investors, we're all sitting on nice properties that are going up in value. But if suddenly your payments go from what they're currently every month or every quarter to suddenly double that, then it's going to really start pinching and really starting to hurt you. And so also there's a, there's the risk of these rental caps in areas, there's, there's things in, here in Ireland anyway, there's a thing called the rent pressure zone. And it's where the government has actually imposed restrictions on your ability to increase rents. And so you might be, you know, the property might have gone 10% or jumped up more than 10%, but you're not able to increase your rents above, I think it's 4% or something like that. And so you're into a situation where, you know, your mortgage could double Uh, the cost of your mortgage could double, but you're only able to increase your rents by 4%. And so it could have this kind of knock-on impact where, you know, you piled into the real estate market thinking the prices are all going to increase, but suddenly your mortgage payments have doubled. And I actually experienced that back in 2008. I bought a property in 2005, and it was going up nicely in value. My interest rate, I decided to go with a floating interest rate and so the interest rates were really low at the time and so the rent that I was getting in was much, much more than the amount I was paying out in mortgage payments. So for me, it was an absolute winner. I was, you know, there was many, many thousand a month coming in above what I was paying out in interest. But what happened then was interest rates started to creep up and suddenly they, became, they, they, they ended up on par. So the amount I was getting in on rent was exactly the same as the amount that was going out on interest. And the next time that there was gonna be an increase, I was actually gonna to have to start putting money in to pay this um, loan uh, interest rate. And the problem at that stage is that I had let it go too far and for me to fix the interest rates, like to fix the interest rate, usually you actually have to pay a big premium on that. And so I would have ended up jumping Probably adding two and a half to three percent to the increase of my uh, of my of my interest rate in order to fix it for say five years. Now, if I had done that a couple of years before when I was enjoying this kind of extra cash that was surplus cash that was coming out, I would have lost it because the three percent would have sucked all of that stuff up, but it would now be fixed for five years. But if you're on a floating rate and it goes to um, par, then it's too late because now you're in a situation where you are going to have um you're gonna you're already on par and in order to fix the rate you're actually gonna have to go and put your hand deep into your pocket to actually feed this so it's a um i just think that we're all facing these concerns and these risks um while inflation is a, a concern out there and uh, you could have a situation where you're just You haven't planned your mortgage rate. Uh, Nobody has seen interest rates jumping to kind of double digits for like, I don't know how long, like probably two decades now at this stage. Like I can remember back in the early 1990s uh, when my father died, it was 18%, uh, no, 16% was the mortgage that he was paying on the house. 16%. And that was just perfectly normal mortgage. It wasn't high. It was just what we were used to. Um, Now, we're all used to paying a mortgage of what, three, 4%, something like that, 5% maybe. Um, You go and see that increasing in order to kind of fight inflation and you're gonna really feel the pain. And so I think we all need to just thread carefully. Yes, I wanna see, I wanna buy a a property and I wanna see the price of the property shoot up and I'll take that benefit but I want to be very careful that I've got the cash flow to actually cover that in the event that um, interest rates do start to rise. So, and then what else will I say? Then, obviously, the last thing is the unwinding of, um, of the COVID restrictions and the unwinding of the reliefs. So we have been in a situation where for the last 12 months, everything has been sort of very, very carefully Choreographed by the government. If you lost your job, there was, you know, there was the uh, the furlough scheme. If your company was unable to make payments because of various things, that was done. If you're unable to pay your mortgage, that was not a problem. All of these reliefs reliefs have cost the government huge amounts of money. And I know that the last year, when I looked at the the budget, it was something like eight times the amount of borrowing that had ever been done in a year prior to that. So eight times in one year what would normally be spent has been spent in a single year. So this one year that we've gone through has cost us the equivalent of eight years in spending terms. Now, when all of that comes to an end, which it has to, because the government is A, worrying about overheating the economy, but B, concerned about the fact that we're now so, so heavily borrowed, that we just can't afford this any longer. So they're gonna pull the plug on all these reliefs. And when that happens, you could also see a kind of a res- uh, you know, things falling back. Suddenly the spending power is not there. And suddenly there might be a bit of a, a fall in demand because suddenly people are gonna go, oh, wait, hold on, the economy's cooling a bit now. Maybe we shouldn't buy that property. And so I think co- things could suddenly shift. So look, it's like a crystal ball here. It's extremely hard to say. I mean, I'm not a genius in all this kind of stuff. I have no no more idea than any of you guys, but I'm just conscious of these concerns having gone through some of the stuff that I've gone through in my career. And I just think you need to thread carefully. Don't throw caution to the wind and jump in because it could actually cost you. And uh, you can end up with some very, very stressful times when uh, you're trying to figure out how you're gonna pay for all this stuff. And um, the sensible thing I think is just keep a level head, use, you know, remember the cognitive bias, Uh, go back and listen to that episode. I can't remember which one it is, but early on in in the podcast here, I had an episode on cognitive bias. And that is something that you should listen to again because cognitive bias is a big problem in this business when you're looking around and you're thinking everything is rosy and you don't realize there's actually bigger issues at foot. Um, uh, Perhaps fix your interest rates as as I mentioned, but just obviously it's a prudent thing to do, but it's gonna cost you to do it. And I hated fixing my interest rate at the time because you're making a nice profit and suddenly you're going into a loss situation. So it's not the popular thing to do, but it may be something that is just gonna give you the predictability over the next couple of years and if you have say p- you know fixed payments for the next five years it will mean that you don't have to keep money back for the uncertain and you can actually go out there knowing what you're doing one thing for sure I think you'll pay a price if you are um, uh, indisciplined and if you are going out there in an unpredictable way I think you're gonna actually end up paying a price So look, I hope you found this episode or this rant useful. Uh, Thanks again to Matt for asking for suggesting it. I'm hoping that um, you guys have found this useful. You should go and check it out um, on my YouTube channel. I will put this video up and I'll show you some of the headlines and some of the website resources that I actually found some of this information on. By the way, my mastermind is coming together nicely, I'm sure. I've had quite a few messages from people who are interested in being part of the Mastermind. And so uh, I'm going to probably send out an email to you all in the next week or so. And uh, so if you're not already on my mailing list, please sign up to that. And you'll find that on my website, gavinjgallagher.com forward slash go. So that is it for episode number 61 of Behind the Facade I'm going to uh, do my usual thing and just thank you all for listening, ask you if you can please leave a review over on iTunes or um, wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, or alternatively just share the episode with anyone you think might benefit from this. You know anyone who's buying property and who's very enthusiastic about the future just maybe pass this on their way so that they're aware of some of the risks of interest rates going up and things like that and in the show notes you'll find the link to the uh, youtube channel that i've mentioned a couple of times and also if you have been listening to this and you're not already part of the behind the Basad community over on facebook then have a look at that and um, join up and i'll be delighted to see you there. By the way, on my Instagram channel and uh, or channel, on my Instagram profile, you'll see photographs of the development that I spoke about last week. And I've also been uploading a couple of photographs on my LinkedIn and stuff. So go and check that out. And uh, I wish you all a great week and I'll speak to you all next week.